I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Boston Bee Party. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Tyler Scales is here with me, as always. Tyler, how are you doing? Doing good, dude. I had a great Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, celebrated with my family, my mom. I know I said family like three times. <laughs> you, love, you love family, though. So <laughs> yeah, I love my family, family, so, yeah. Well, that's good. I had some family over as well. Nice big turkey, plenty of leftovers. Oh, the cold turkey sandwich I had last night around 10 o'clock, I think it was, followed up by a nice piece of apple pie. It was delicious. Uh, this week in the Boston uh, at the Boston Bee Party, we're gonna go over the last couple of games, last three games, three straight wins. Uh, yeah, very good. One kind of surprising against Minnesota, just the way that game went. And then we'll talk about the next four games as part of this five-game homestand the Bruins are on. Plus, we're gonna talk about the new contracts for Charlie Coyle and Chris Wagner. But first, let's talk about Brad Marchand was named first star of the month on Monday. I mean, first star of the week. Excuse me. He had three goals, four assists, was a plus six. He has three three assist games of the season. He's just, he's top five in multiple categories. Yeah, uh, Martian has been an absolute <laughs> monster in these last five games he's been in. I believe in the last five games he had 11 points in total. Wow, yeah, that's just insane. Yeah, he's... The clip that that first line is on, and we got Bergeron out right now. So you got Krejci yeah. filling in, or I think they even have... Coil moving up for today's game against yeah. the Rangers, which I really want to hurry up and record this because I want obviously go get catch that game. Yeah, David Krejci's been playing amazing lately. I mean, his Minnesota Wild game was absolutely crazy, and uh, it's probably his best one of the season, of course. Yeah, let's get back into that in a minute. But I just want to acknowledge real quick that Connor McDavid was the second star of the week, four goals, three assists. And Brock Nelson, uh, third star of the week, four goals, one assist, including two overtime goals in the last week. So give those guys their credit. They they did it. They earned it. And they may as well get it even on this lowly podcast. Yeah, no, those New York Islanders are probably the best team in New York right now. As you know, the other New York sports team that's been doing well lately. But the Islanders have been climbing up in the ranks recently, and they're probably the underrated team in East, at least. Yeah, they've been pre- playing pretty well later. Let's touch base more about them later as well. Let's get to that wild game against Minnesota. Tough game to watch some at some points. Uh, you had Halak was scheduled to start, and I found out about a half hour before game time that Tuca was going in. And you hear all sorts of stories about uh, goaltenders being very superstitious or at very least on a very tight schedule and wanting to know what they're doing. So... Uh, I think all in all, uh, how many saves did you say he had in that game? Rask had 38 saves. And, you know, for a guy who has a sudden start, 35, that 35, 35 saves. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, for someone who has a sudden start, that is an amazing game for a goalie. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, he kept them, to- kept them tight. It was one nothing after one period, and he had 14 saves in the first period alone. Again, another slow start for Boston. They yeah. Didn't- not coming out of the gate very good and they've been very fortunate that they're so talented that um they were they've been able to pull out all as many wins as they have 
Um, this was also yeah. the first oh, the first non-regulation win of the season for Boston. They have four uh, four shootout losses and, and are now one and one in overtime. So getting into overtime has not been very good yeah. for them this year. I believe Bruce Cassidy has been has to be practicing these players on their overtime regulation games. So. Yeah, and yeah. again, we all know how I feel about the shootout. I could give two shits about it. But, um, you know, the fact that you're 0-4 in it, that's four points you've left on the on the board right there. So I don't know how they do it for practice. I don't go down to practices. Um, obviously, it's something that just isn't working for them and hasn't worked for them for a while. Yeah, so, I mean, Boston goes down early, one nothing after one, not bad. Jake DeBrus gets them back on the board off of a – Nice tip in off of a Charles slap shot from the point. You know, it, that's what you want to see. He doesn't always have to reach for the ceiling. I, I know I yeah. said I love it about P.K. Subban when he does it, but uh, you really don't always have to do that. And it was a perfect shot. DeBrus gets a stick on it, tie game. But unfortunately, exactly two minutes later, which has been a problem all year for Boston, Victor Rass scores. And then, you know, ten minutes after that, almost, Eric, Eric Stahl makes it. Three to three to one. If it wasn't for Marshawn scoring with four seconds left in the period, this game was looking really bad. Yeah, I mean so. Eric Stahl and Matt Scarillo, those two players are like really good players for the Minnesota Wild. Having them together in the line is pretty dangerous. And is Zuccarello on that team? I didn't know. Yeah, Matt Zuccarello uh, traded from the uh, New York Rangers. No, he went to. No, he is there. I yeah. thought he, I thought he went to Dallas and then broke his leg. Did he sign there in the off season? Yeah, he. Sorry for my ignorance. Yeah, and you got an assist for Eric Stahl's goal during the end of the second period. Yeah, pay attention, Dave. It's right in front of your face. You get into the third period, you go down 4-2, to two, five minutes into the third period. That's kind of rough. And then you fight all the rest of the period, and then two minutes to go in the period, David Krejci scores. And then, you know, with the pull goalie, then they go on the power play and they pull the goalie again and it's six on four. Bergeron loses the stick. Well, let's listen to David Krejci tie the game. Krejci, Pasternak, Krug. Bergeron has a new stick. Comes into the zone. Krejci scores on a rocket! You heard it right there. Bergeron loses his stick, has to go to the bench and get a new one, comes in late to the play, so you had a regular power play and then with no goalie. And then he got Bergeron, gets right back into the play, finds Krejci in that lower circle, and then one time's at home to tie yeah, the game. Yeah, that was an amazing goal from Krejci. And it has to be one of his best games he's ever played. I mean, I know he he's always like their comeback king for whenever we have a clutch time. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely the best one. He's been clutch for years. Eh? Yeah, I, I remember one game in Sanford Sharks where he scored and took down their winning streak they had. Oh, yeah. Was that yeah. this season? It was, was like, like, it was a few years ago, I believe. They came into town kind of miserable, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, David Krejci has been one of my all-time favorite players. I, I unfortunately, at one point, felt like I... It was time to move on. You weren't going to get anything from him. And boy, have I been happily wrong. Great season last year. And then, you know, this year, starting off slow with some injuries, but he's really starting to pick it up. Um, so that was his fourth of the year. And then we have Tory Crew back from injury. What did he miss? Five, six games? Yeah, he missed quite a bit. We had to call up Urko Vakanainen, who's now been actually called down, by I the way. I think it's Euro. Euro. 
Yeah, excuse me. Nope, that's all right. And then, you know, let's, let's hear Tori Krug win this game in overtime. Krug takes the ice, goes right down the slot, and scores! The Bruins score two goals with the goalie pulled in 48 seconds at the end of the third, and Tori Krug returns to deliver triumph. You, you know, can't ask for a better way to return. Yeah, this is probably one of the best returns from a... Bruins player I've seen in a long time. Yeah, usually it seems to take them a little while to it, most players, not even just Bruins, but yeah. it really takes I, I them a little say, while. This goal was amazing, but I don't know where the deep the, the three players on that ice were. They were like like the uh, their controls were unplugged. Yeah, on their PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I, I did hear that reference. It was it is kind of funny to me. Um, yeah, it's like the wild just something happened to them and just. Maybe that their morale from the two goals from Krejci just went down badly. Yeah, that, maybe pull it up on the where they they are in the standings. Um, but I mean, we can move on to Montreal if you like. That was a quite the ass kicking, if you ask oh, me. I enjoyed that ass kicking. I, I did, but listening to the radio the next day, I didn't enjoy it as much because it was all about how Tuco Rask shits his pants up in Montreal, and you had the right goaltender playing up there, and ba 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 ba. You know what? He Halak missed his last start. Put him in there. You know. I, yeah. I'll get it. If not, it was gonna go. I. I do have a hard time finding it saying it was going to go Halak, Halak, Tuka. Uh, that Montreal game, let's hear Jake DeBrusco open the scoring with his fifth of the year. Corrales steers the puck back to Krejci, back to Corrales, he scores! Good way to start up in Montreal. Eight minutes into the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, just over four minutes later, you let Montreal yeah. tie. Let me interrupt you one quickly. Oh, absolutely. This goal from DeBrus was probably was really like good, in my opinion. Corrali and Krejci just passing to each other, just amazing. I mean, you see Krejci with a pass to Corrali and then right to DeBrusque, and then boom, he gets it right in the net. That was an amazing goal, in yeah, my opinion. It, it, it's nice to see. He, was, he had missed a few games. It's nice to see him come back and start lighting the lamp again because he... Before he went on his injury, I think he had a three or four game point streak. So he was really starting to be a snowball rolling downhill. So it's nice to see him continue that. Yeah. So, you know, um, so yeah, I mentioned how about four minutes later, Shea Weber ties the game for Montreal, but that was it for Montreal. Uh, Pasternak and Marshawn. Yeah, Halak didn't really have a chance for that goal, in my opinion. He didn't have a chance because Shea Weber shot. I mean, that's one of the best defensemen in the league right now. Yeah, and he definitely has one hell of a shot. Um, I was, I still can't believe that Montreal was able to pull off that trade and get Subban out of town. Yeah, it's pretty clear that the Canadians won that trade. Yeah, Weber's yeah, been injured a lot, so I think it's still a 50-50, but... But he's been there for that's, the Canadians. That's just my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's been there for them. Yeah, he's been playing well. Anders Bjork got on the board. David Pasternak has a hat trick. Charlie Coyle on the board. Dan Heinen scores. The one um, interested, the one thing for me for the Heinen goal was uh, Jack Studnicka with his first NHL assist. Let's listen to that. Jack Studnicka working against Petrie. Heinen taps it into the upper corner. Jack Studnicka has his first NHL point. 
you know, I think Studnik had played pretty well in that game. He played 14 and a half minutes, had an assist, two penalty minutes, uh, one shot, unfortunately two giveaways, but he also played him just over a minute on the power play. So, you know, tough situation coming into that game as the second line center on this team playing against its biggest rival of all time. Yeah, I mean, this is first game too. I mean, it was an away game as well, but for his first game, this was a really good one in my opinion. I was impressed with his performance and to see him get a point on his first game ever is pretty good. And it's rare for a player for that yeah, to happen. I think it was a nice situation he ended up being in, almost like when uh, Sinitian came in last year at the end of the year, played two games for us and scored. And albeit an empty netter, he still scored an NHL goal, which is more than I can say. Yeah, the, the, the number one rookie right now, Jack Hughes, he didn't get a goal in his first game. It took him like five to get it. Yeah. We, yeah. We talked about him earlier in the year and how we kind of. Yeah, but let me be honest. The Devils suck. I mean, I, yeah. Although they played Thanksgiving game, by the way. I think they beat Tampa. Yeah, they, they probably beat we'll, Montreal too. We'll take a look at that during the break as, as far as that. But um, New Jersey just beat somebody. Was it yesterday? They might have beat the Canadians yesterday. Yeah, during Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, they kicked. They basically kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, but I didn't watch that game because you know what? They both suck. I, I admit, I was watching football all day. Oh, I was, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Devils 6-4 to four over the Canadians oh. last night. Canadians with 48 shots on goal. You know, yeah, normally and, you would think four goals, 48 shots, you win the game, but no. Nope. There might be something going on with Corey Price, in my opinion. Carey Price? Carey Price, again. I messed that up last week, too. Did you? Yeah. We suck with names. All right. Let's, let's just fucking face it. Yeah. We both suck with names. We're going to get them wrong. We're trying our asses off here, but we still suck. On to the Ottawa game. The Ottawa game was kind of a sleeper, if you ask me. Yeah. The, the um, first two pairs to me were just boring. Man, Tuka Rask with 33 saves. Uh, Boston, not really much going on. Nothing yeah. through the first two periods for either team. And then 41 seconds into the third period, Thomas Shabbat gets on the board. You know, Shabbat is a uh, is a nice young up-and-coming defenseman from yeah. what I can tell. Um, seeing him here and there, I've played him on a couple of fantasy teams. Um, and then, you know, he had five minutes into the third period, Brad Marchand opens the scoring with this goal. Kachuk runs into Logan Brown and Corrali takes that. Anders Bjork finds an opening, curls to the forehand, finds Marshawn, he scores! Anders Bjork with a beautiful move, finds Brad Marshawn, and Marshawn continues his torrent streak with his 18th of the season. And from that point, I felt like Boston kind of woke up. They, they just looked like they were playing semi a little slow yeah in some quicksand there you know 10 shots through two periods only 21 total on the game so it, it was good yeah it, it was good that they got the win thanks to Zidane Chara. he scoring his fifth goal of the yeah, season you can hear him right here Nordstrom in traffic gods back to Chara the boss scores Sorry for cutting you off. You were about to say? Yeah, they may have won, but this game for them was probably one of the worst. I mean, this could have been no, I mean, this could have been one-sided, just like the Canadians. The, the Panthers game was the, the worst. Yeah, but, this is the second worst. They might, or the, the, the third worst. The Detroit game was also bad, but 
Yeah, I mean, Tuca came up real big for you in this game. Yeah, he had a total of 38 saves, I believe. Uh, no, 33 saves in this game. Uh-huh. Um, no, that's all right. You know, um, but a lot of them in the first and second period. He made 24 out of his 33 saves. Well, yeah, 24 out of his 33 saves in the first two periods. There was 15 shots against Boston in the 15th. So, yeah. If it wasn't for Tuka Rask, you're out of that game. Yeah. Do I think Halak could have played just as well in that game? Absolutely. But, you know, the way that the Bruins were playing, and for me, I kind of feel like every three out of five getaway games before a holiday or a break, the Bruins just, I don't know if they've already got that bad bags packed is the way to say it, but they just, they don't have that energy. And this is the second night of a back-to-back, so I can, I can see it. I was happy for the win. It was kind of a tough game to watch, especially trying to get ready for Thanksgiving. I did all the cooking for my house, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But trying to watch a hockey game and get ready for Thanksgiving wasn't exactly easy. <laughs> yeah, I can feel you on that part. All right. So uh, coming up, we are going to go around the league. We're going to touch base about some things, some uh, news that just came across my phone. Uh, while we were recording is uh, Bill Peters of the Calgary Flames has resigned and will be replaced by Jeff Ward. We'll touch base about that in just a couple minutes. We'll be right back here at the Boston Bee Party. But it's got to be five on four for a little bit. Why? Talk to your screen. There goes Bergeron. He needs new lumber. So the Bruins look. What are our options? And Bergeron comes right back in the picture. A little give and go with David Krejci who set up for the one-timer. But it's that little subtle off the right hip move by Bergeron. Nordstrom in traffic, gods back to Chara, the boss scores! The former Ottawa Senators reminds the fans what they could have had. This is almost like a third line <laughs> power play combination because it's late the power play and you're thinking five on five, but the brusk was real strong on this shift. Puck retrieval used the Petri, telegraphs the stroke, Corrali to Bjorn. He scores! Jeff Petrie having a nightmare night. Krug takes the ice, goes right down the slot, and scores! The Bruins score two goals with the goalie pulled in 48 seconds at the end of the third, and Tory Krug returns to deliver triumph. the Boston Bee Party, David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales here on our Black Friday edition of the Boston Bee Party. Uh, as we mentioned before break, Calgary coach Bill Peters resigns uh, as coach of the Calgary Flames. He's accused of racism. Uh, Bill Peters is was 61, 37, and 11 in two seasons as the coach of Calgary, including last year's um, Western Conference first place, 50 25 and 7 last year, uh, although they did lose to Colorado in five games. So, um, Tyler, what do you know about this uh, situation over in Calgary? Um, all I know that it was toward a player known as Akim Aliyu for racist comments about what music he played. Yeah, the coach must have not liked it and preferred he played something different. Do you think the old coach was afraid of the rap music? 
Most likely, yeah. He probably isn't to that old music like the Beatles. Either that or he just doesn't like um, Taylor Swift, you know? Those, us old folks, we don't really like the music, do we? Yeah, but this is not good looking good for Bill Peters. I think it's pathetic that he would do something like this toward a player. you got to respect all your players, whatever race they are. You just have to respect them. they got to respect their game and how they play it. Yeah, yeah I mean, to say I've, I've never said anything stupid is beyond a ridiculous comment um but yeah i mean it's it's time to move on from reese i i don't think i'm, I'm trying to teach my daughter uh, better than i was taught um hopefully my daughter grows up and is much smarter than i when it comes to race and the color of people's skins or the differences between us um so i i i know i'm trying to teach her differently uh, i do believe that racism is something that is taught yeah, it's taught and at a young age um, I, I love my father my father told me most of the racist jokes I know um, you know so is it right? no do I still love my dad? yeah do I think he was a terrible person? absolutely not so uh, that's it, it sucks but you know what if, if you as a professional are saying bad shit to people dropping whatever words you want to drop being a racist fuck then bye I'm done with you. I don't need you to. I don't need you to be around anymore. Um, yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, we talked. I don't know if we touched base about it on the podcast, but we talked about the um, the Cleveland Pittsburgh game a couple weeks ago, where Miles Garrett hits Mason Rudolph with his head, helmet. There's a report that came out that Rudolph was saying racial things. Um, it's it's got to stop, folks. It's got to stop. From the top down, the, the adults gonna stop using these bad words all the way down. Um, so, all right, that's as political as I get on air. So um, let's move on. Toronto, since the firing of Mike Mike Babcock, a three and zero, and they today will face a sliding Sabers team at four o'clock. Buffalo has lost ten of their last twelve. It, did Toronto just not want to play for Babcock? Is that it? This might be the reason. I mean, I mean, probably Babcock most likely was disrespecting his own teammates, and that might have been what. I mean, we don't know what happened during his firing. There might have been something going on. Yeah, this, I didn't really get into reading about it, but there's some people just saying he's a dick. Yeah. Um, and that obviously is just paraphrasing, because I, like I said, I didn't really read too much into it. But it didn't. I, I've talked about Toronto having no defense for a while now. Uh, I don't think the coach and the GM were ever on the same page. Yeah, and so far this movement, this this move from the Toronto Maple Leafs has been going positive for them as they have three straight ones because it's, it's Arizona, Colorado, and Detroit, who, by the way, Toronto absolutely destroyed Detroit. Yeah, I mean, at least one of those wins is good. Um, I don't see Arizona as a great team. I don't see Detroit as a great team. But Colorado has been a damn good team all year. I, I know yeah, they kind of dropped for a little bit, but they're still, they're still going to be a powerhouse out there. Yeah. In this game, uh, Rasmus Dahlin is out with a concussion, so we don't know when he'll be back. There's like three or four players out there. Obviously, I think Toronto, I think if you're asking me, I think Toronto is going to um, win this game. Yeah, I feel, I think so too. The good thing is it's kind of a home game for both teams because they can just go over the border. <laughs> yeah. Back, back to Boston, uh, we forgot to mention that 
Zdeno Chara is the first NHL defenseman for age 42 or older. Uh, I don't know how many have played beyond that age with multiple game-winning goals in the same season. He had um, one against the Rangers on October 27th as well as the other night against Ottawa. Bergeron's still out today. The, we just looked at the lines for the game that's going to be going on in a little while here, and they're all jumbled up. we got Charlie Coyle up on the first line with Marshawn, and I forget who was going to be. Nathan Hyden. With Hyden on the first line. Yep. Nice. Um, they got Pasternak and... Pasternak down on the second line with Krejci. And yeah. And Nebraska, I assume. I think we should have Marshawn and Pasternak together. I don't know why this is a sudden change. Maybe it's just... If you want to get into a little bit of philosophy about mixing up the lines here, um, I like Krejci up on the first line. I would yeah, mind, absolutely. I wouldn't mind knocking Bergeron down and having him being, you know, one of the better sentiment in the league. You know, he's got, what, five Selkies and probably could have won six last year if he stayed healthy. And if he stays healthy this year, he'll probably be in the running for his sixth, which would be a record, by the way. Uh, I believe he's tied with Ted Lindsay. Yeah. For the most all time. If I'm wrong with that, then tweet at me, yell at me, call me a dick. I don't care. Yeah, our uh, research is yeah. not good. We we are not the uh, the best researchers, especially not this week. So much going on. We kind of I will flat out admit I've sucked on my research this week. So yeah, I mean Bergeron being out, the lines being mixed up as we try to get back on track here. Uh, we've seen it a couple of times. Cassidy had messed with the defensive pairings a few weeks back. Now he's messing with these, and he's got to do it. Um, that's what good coaches do. Yeah, I think it, we're going into the Christmas season now. I think we're trying to like see what, what, what can happen with other players playing together and maybe, like, and I mean, right now we have a good record. I mean, a time to switch it up would be pretty clever, in my opinion. But if it happens, just go downhill, then yeah, you got to go back to the old lines. You, you really do just need to see what you got going on at this point, especially where you don't have uh, a Bergeron in the lineup and you've had multiple, multiple injuries to multiple players. One of the real good things to come out of this week is uh, Charlie Coyle signing a six-year deal worth about five and a quarter million per season. Uh, and Chris Wagner signing a three-year deal worth about $1.35 million. So... Two solid signings. I have wanted Coyle signed. I think you've wanted Coyle signed. I thought cap-wise that number might be a little high. I didn't get into the contract. Maybe it kind of goes low to high. I don't know how they do NHL contracts. I am a terrible fantasy GM, let alone uh, definitely not an NHL GM. Thoughts and uh, anything you want to say about the Coyle signing? Yeah, this Coyle signing is pretty good for the Bruins, in my opinion. Like, he's played amazing these past couple of games. I believe he's had, like, a, a ton of assists during the Montreal game and the, the Wild game, too. Did he? Well, they have Sean Corelli had amazing games, by the way, for the Montreal one. Yeah, Coyle definitely had a good game, and then he kind of came out flat on Wednesday after the New York. Yeah, and he, came, he really played bad during the start of the season, but now he's starting to pick it up, and I believe the Bruins see something in him. Coil for a goal and two assists in that Montreal game. Nice three-point night for him. He, we talked a couple weeks back about Yager uh, and how he couldn't knock his fat ass off the puck. Charlie Coyle kind of has a little bit of that mold to him when he's holding the puck. Um, yeah. I think he's a, a little faster skater, obviously, at this point in their careers. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think when the more years come, I think he'll be a first-liner, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
Sam or Bergeron together might be pretty good. Sorry, I'm I'm, glad I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. All right, so we got the Bruins playing the Rangers this afternoon. Uh, Rangers come to town. Uh, They beat Montreal, which it seems like anybody can beat Montreal right now. Minnesota and Carolina, and they've actually won four out of their last four out of their last five. In the standings right now, they are just outside of the playoff race. The you know they're making a good push for it right now. Yeah, um, I believe. I, I I know you want to talk some playoffs in a few moments, but I, I feel it's a little early. But you know I do like to see where people are stacked up right now. Yeah. You know, with 26 points, the Rangers are not in bad shape right now. Yeah, I think this game will be a pretty close one, in my opinion. It's a Thanksgiving game, and, well, as I said before, I know New York hasn't been the best this year for, like, sports teams as a whole, but I think right, the Rangers have been kind of been climbing up there, just like the Islanders. Yeah, slowly but surely, the, the Rangers have been trying to pull themselves out of a little bit of a basement. Um, yeah, I know that they're talking about the defensive notice. Adam Fox has been playing amazing for a rookie. He has 13 points. Huh? So that's good. Yeah, that's pretty to, good. You have to look him up. Um, you know, yeah. they had they had a fire sale a couple of years ago, which I, apparently they just sold everything to uh, Tampa Bay. Getting Tampa Bay got a couple of nice players down there, Shattenkirk and um, oh Christ. I just had his name in my head. Uh, somebody will yell at me about it later. Um, but, you know, uh, the Rangers, you know, they did that whole rebuild on the fly thing. They they gave, I believe they actually gave Lundqvist the opportunity. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? And he chose to stay, which is nice. I, I like seeing yeah. players stay in the same place for yeah. a long time. You know, yeah, you know I love loyalty to a team, so. Yeah, so that's a, it's good to see the Rangers. I have. And then make a bitch move like I, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we're getting into it. Now I understand why you wore the Celtics sweatshirt today uh, to the Bruins podcast, but that's cool. Boston sports rule. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it pains me to say it's nice to see the Rangers up there. I, I do like Lundqvist as a goalie. He's always played Boston hard. And yeah, although was, the last game we had was... Not good. Yeah, he's always been a professional about it too. Yeah, so of course. You, you got to respect that. You got to respect the hometown uh, aspect of it, if you ask me. Uh, but then Sunday night, uh, Claude Julien comes back, and Boston will play Montreal in Boston. Um, and obviously, Montreal still licking their wounds, losing yesterday six to four, uh, at the getting their asses beat by the Bruins on what was that? Sunday night? No. Tuesday, Tuesday night, sorry. Yeah. It, this next game Sunday. Um, so, you really... Uh, Washington... Yeah, Washington, oh Christ. Montreal's just outside of the playoff race at 27 points right now. They need this win pretty badly. Yeah. Um, After getting walked by Boston, they definitely need to show Boston that they can... They can hang with them. Yeah, absolutely. And this, it doesn't matter who the goaltender is in this game, um, Boston or uh, Tuka or Halak, it really doesn't. Um, yeah. We want the points. Uh, I think it'll probably be, if Tuka goes today, then it'll probably be Tuka. Nah, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to guess. I'm terrible with this guessing things. I would think he would go Tuka, Tuka. And then when you face Carolina on uh, Tuesday, you would see Halak that, and then back to Tuca. Yeah. Yeah. Then so after Montreal and Montreal, I I have to think they're gonna come into town 
with the bee in their bonnet after the stinker they put up the other night. So. Yeah, I think it'll be another close game. Next up would be Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Wow, Dave. Carolina. You need to stop drinking on the job. Coming up on Tuesday night is Carolina. Letting goals by Sebastian Ajo. Is this the first time we've seen them this year? I think so. We're going to be going up against uh, some players we haven't been familiar with, like Andrei Sveshkinov. Well, we saw him. Oh, he was he out in the playoffs last year? No, he got knocked up by Alexander Ovechkin. In, but... the, in the first round, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got knocked the fuck out. we got to find that drop from Friday. Play that for that spot right there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's been playing a lot better now this season. Yeah, Much better than the last one he was in. Yeah, I agree. They're a good young team. They're goaltending. I, I mean, Mrazek, 11-5-1, five, five and one, two six six goals against average. I, I like that. Yeah, I like James Raymer, I bet you we see him. He's always played well against Boston. Yeah. Uh, he's got 4-4, 271 right now uh, with a 9-10 save percentage and a shot. Yeah, Mrazek's been playing well lately. I think we'll have a problem with him if he uh, – if he plays in our in our game, yeah, uh, I I don't believe in either of their goaltending to make it the long the long haul, but yeah, but you know we occasionally we can definitely dominate a team with a multiple amount of goals. Like oh, oh you mean like in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, absolutely where we swept Carolina, yeah, back <laughs> where we cleaned up the storm, so to speak. Um, and then on Thursday night will be Chicago. Chicago's starting to play a little bit better of late. They come. They start today with a 10-9-5 record, so who knows? I think they got two games coming up this week before we see them. Um, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. He's, you know, Patrick Kane is their team, it looks like yeah. right now. Jonathan Taze is not having the greatest of seasons, but Kane has had... Decent one, you know, In the yeah. last five games. Decent one. He's been playing pretty well. Um, Corey Crawford, I can't believe he's still... Playing. You didn't hear much about him in the last couple of week, uh, last couple of years. He has been injured, and the team in front of him hasn't been playing well. But they mm. got uh, Robin Liner, who was on the Islanders last year, and he's not even playing the greatest. Um, he's got a 9.38 save percentage, so that's pretty good. But his record is 5-4-3, and 2.37 goals against average. So. They, I think they're another one of those teams that's just rebuilding on the fly. It's so hard to build when your top two guys are making, what, 20% of the cap? I mean, they got to be making over $20 million, right? Aren't they yeah. At least $10 million a year each. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. That that should be a good game. I, yeah. I, I, I think Chicago will come to town and... They, they come to play. They're professionals out there. So, actually, I think this will be a blow-up at Boston, in my opinion. You think? Yeah, I think it'll be a 7-2 to game Boston win. Because, right. you know, as I said before, I mean, Boston can just come in and just get a multiple amount of goals. I mean, I didn't think the Montreal game at all would be a freaking blowout. No, like it was. Not, especially not after the, what was it, a 5-4 loss? Yeah, I'm calling it now. I think it'll be a blowout 7-2 to victory for Boston. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Anything less than six points over these next four games to me would be a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, I don't know where the losses come, if it's a straight-out loss to someone or an overtime loss. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think they'll beat the Rangers today, yeah. and I think that'll be a close yeah, one. Same. I'm Montreal. Um, I think they'll beat two. I think Carolina, I think we might have a close game with. Yeah, Montreal is the game, even though we just beat the bag out of them, is the game that I think is going to be the toughest because you don't want to go into that too high. And they're going to come in 
looking for some revenge. Yeah, they're going to come with guns blazing. You, you, you flat out embarrassed them on that home ice. They're going to want to try and pay you back. So. Yeah. Um, I hope that does not happen, though. <laughs> absolutely not. Especially if, if I'm writing two kids in that, because then I'm going to have to hear about that. Um, so this is uh, this has been the Boston Bee Party. We are doing a slightly abbreviated. We have done a slightly abbreviated show uh, on this Black Friday. Thank you all for listening. I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving and you have wonderful holidays. We will be back next week. And uh, let me just interrupt you for a second. Yes. I just want to say for, to the people who've been watching our show for the past seven weeks, just say want to say thank you very much for tuning in and checking us out. We've just been beginning our podcast and. Yeah, thanks for bearing with us and all our rookie mistakes. Uh, You have no idea how much editing I have to do with the dumb shit that Tyler says. No, just kidding, Tyler. I say just as much dumb shit, so don't worry about it. Um, This has been this has been a lot of fun. I'm enjoying what we're doing. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Tyler. Don't forget to check us out at Boston Bee Party One on Twitter. Uh, I tease to at Mass Mavens, uh, our friend and former teacher, uh, Chris Palmero that we were going to have a new segment this week. I lied. I'm a liar. You can say it and put it on the internet. This this hasn't been our best week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We will get back to it next week. Uh, Even better, I hope. Uh, This, again, I agree with Tyler, has not been our best show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Come check us out on Twitter, at BostonBeeParty1. Thank you very much. Severson plugs it down. Palmieri to Hall with Palmieri going middle. Saved by Rask. A good read from Tuka Rask. Seeing Kyle Palmieri who can pot the puck. So one round at a time now. Alex Ovechkin. Closing in on 700 goals. Halak denies him. A desperate dive. And he blocks the shot with the left arm along the ice. With a little bit of flair, too. The swim move and tossing the puck back out in front of him after getting it with the glove. Spectacular. Middle stack. Now off Skinner's stick. Rodriguez to Montour distributes to Middlestad, high slot, Skinner the redirection, was saved by Rask on his belly, he tries to squeeze the knees, Evan Rodriguez denied by the goal. You can see him squeezing his hand right there because I think he has the blocker turned the other way and somehow he's going to get it. Oh yeah, oh my goodness. Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yeah.